thank you for joining us for this podcast from Abundant Life. We pray that you will be blessed and encouraged by this word. Now, here's Pastor Scott. Let's take your Bible and turn to St. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 13. And today, all across America, there are going to be messages preached that cause great tension and stir great emotion and cause people to get stiff. But I want you to know that for all who name the name of Christ, our command and our obligation is to love each other and keep hope alive. Okay. Let's keep that in mind as we read the gospel account in Matthew chapter 16, verse 13. The Bible says, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? Well, they replied, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others say Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. Then he asked them, but who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, you are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my Father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. I want to speak to you this morning from a sermon titled, Who is God to you? Say me. Pray with me. God, thank you for your word. Thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, and your spirit who lives inside us. Father, I pray that you would allow me today to say only those things that will glorify you, God. I pray that you would let your word come forth in truth, God, in love. Father, I pray you'd encourage our hearts, God. Give us faith to believe. Give us hope for our future. Lord, help us today to hear your voice and to be better for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Who is God to you? I believe this is the most important question you will ever be asked or forced to answer. And the Bible says that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So everybody that ever lived will one day get on their knees before God and say Jesus is Lord. That's everybody. Whether you do that in this life determines what's going to happen to you in the next life. Now, if I got to get on my knees and bow down and declare him Lord, I'd rather do that and go to heaven willingly than do that and go to hell forcibly. <laughs> Y'all not hearing me. Everybody is going to one day say that Jesus is the son of the living God, the Lord, God in the flesh. But we have this important question before us. It's always been the biggest question in life, but we live in a country that is constantly causing us to focus on other things. We obviously have had a horrible week as a country, but it's not just the week that we're having. It's not just the year that we're having. It's not just this generation that we're having. America has been a train wreck from the beginning. You say, you don't like America, Pastor? No, I love America. 
The best years of my life were spent serving this country in the United States Army. And I would tell you this, anybody that don't like America and wants to leave, if you promise to leave and never come back, I will help you get to where you want to go. On my dime. I love America, but I'm not blind to the problems in America. And I'm not dumb enough to act like they started this week. They started before it was even a country, before there was a 4th of July, before there was a Declaration of Independence, before there was this supposed great group of Christians that came to America seeking religious whatever. The, they, they say that they were seeking. They were rebels who were tired of being oppressed, but they wanted to oppress at their own will. But see, that's just that's the world we live in. That's the world we live in. We don't want anybody jacking us up, but we ain't too, too good to jack others up. But we've had a horrible week. We, 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 we've, got, we've got so much coming at us from social media outlets, from, from the truth, and from the hype. What are people talking about when, when we should be preaching Jesus from pulpits uh, all over the country today? I tell you, there'll be different things being preached across the country. Today, I, the, I have heard for years pastors say things like, if you're not preaching a social gospel, then you're not preaching Christ. If you're not dealing with social ills, then you're not a real church. I had people attack me on social media, people that didn't even know me. People saw my picture on Facebook and, and told me on my page, I bet you've never preached against racism. How many times have you ever spoke up for African-Americans in your church? You probably believe, and they made a litany of things that they thought I probably believed. And said, and your church probably does nothing in the community, and you probably don't believe in any social cause. And I wept, and I thought, God, I think we're doing a lot in these areas. But let me say this, even though I do believe that churches should deal with social ills, even though I do believe churches should deal with social justice, even though I do believe that the church has the answer for every problem from A to Z, social cause and social justice is not the number one thing that churches should be talking about. They should be talking about Jesus Christ crucified, buried, and risen from the dead. I, it's been said that a true man of God must preach with the Bible in one hand and the newspaper headlines in the other hand. I understand that we need to be relevant to the people. I understand that we need to have, have, have our ear to the ground and know what's going on. But listen, this book's way more important than any headlines you're going to read in a newspaper or watch on a TV or look at on the Internet. We got people talking racism, police killing people, people killing police. People want answers. People want justice. People want revenge. People want it all just to go away. People want it to escalate and blow up. People want peace. People want war. People are tired. People are sick. People are ready. People are in all different levels. And I came to tell you this. If you don't get anything, get this. Don't believe the hype. I don't make sure it was on the screen. Don't believe the hype. Listen, the same 
media outlets, the same internet, you know that little interwebby thing that everybody spends too much time on, the same media that tells us that Alton Sterling was killed for doing nothing more than selling CDs and being a black man, show a video of him not getting on the ground when he was told to, but being tased and tackled to the police, tackled to the ground by the police. Tumbleweed. Everybody quiet. You mad at that? You don't like that? All I'm telling you is you can get on the internet and you can see he was guilty of nothing but being a black man selling CDs. You can get on the same internet and you can read about him being a sex offender, a drug dealer, and a resisting arrest and not doing what he was told to do. So somebody's not telling the truth. Or more rightly said, People are painting it the way they want to paint it. They want their message to get out there, and they'll tell it how they want to tell it. Listen, you can, I'm going to quote some statistics to you today, but keep this in mind, whether it's me or anybody else quoting statistics, because everybody wants you to know that figures don't lie. Well, remember the second half to that. Figures don't lie, but liars can figure. You can use information and statistics to, to build your case. And I want to tell you the same internet, the same social media outlets that tell us that Philando Castile was killed by a white police officer for doing nothing other than being black, driving down the road, being pulled over for a broken taillight. We'll play the audio clip for you of him calling into dispatch saying, I'm pulling over this car that this Philando Castile is driving because he matches the bolo, the be on the lookout for the armed suspect who had robbed a local business two blocks away the two days before. So was he pulled over for a broken taillight or was he pulled over for being an armed robbery suspect? Whose hype do you want to believe? The same Internet, the same social media that will tell you that the white cop killed him and show you a video of him bleeding out in his car will let you know that it wasn't a white cop that did it. It was a Mexican. Don't be mad. I'm not on Mexicans today. I'm on truth. And I don't want us to believe the hype. And I don't want you to think that I have to tell my children every day, don't believe everything you see on TV. Don't believe everything you see on the internet. People will lie and twist you and try to wind you up just so they can laugh at you. Just so they can manipulate and control you. Whether it's the history books of old or the internet of today. You can get any kind of story you want to get out of it. Who invented the light bulb? Thomas Edison. I can show you a history book that says Thomas Edison did not invent the light bulb, that his black apprentice invented the light bulb, and he stole that invention from his apprentice. Y'all want to get freaked out because white people are like, I never heard that. Now, how many black people in the room believe that Thomas Edison was a liar and did not invent the light bulb? Go ahead. Okay. And you know that how? Because you read it in a book that appealed to you. Watch here. How many white people believe Thomas Edison invented the light bulb? Thank you, three. I will not let them shoot you in here. Got a gun on you? All right, you shoot anybody to shoot somebody. We got people strategically placed in here to protect me and you and these children. 
So why do black people believe the apprentice did it? Makes them feel good. Why do white people believe Thomas Edison did it? Makes them feel good. I don't care. I'm just glad we got light. Well, you're just part of the systemic problem, and you just don't. <laughs> Distraction. Division. Not Christianity. Hype. Getting wound up. The same social media outlets, the same internet that tells you a young black man. Listen, they, I've read 20 different sources on this article. They, can't, they, they, they all say the same thing. 25 to 35. You can't even tell me how old the man is or what his name is, but you think you got all the information? They want to say that a young black man, 25 to 35, let me tell you all something. 35 ain't young. You need to be maturing in your 30s. They say he was hung, lynched from a tree in a park, Piedmont Park in Atlanta the day after the KKK was in his neighborhood passing out recruitment flyers. Well, uh, Southern Poverty, what's the, the group, Dr. King, I slipped out of my mind. Southern Christian Leadership. They, they said there were no such flyers, and they don't show any record of the Klan passing out flyers in that neighborhood for months. But the Internet says that Klan was recruiting in that neighborhood, and they lynched a man, even though the same Internet said his front of his shirt was covered in pollen, and his arms and his hands had scratches that were conducive to someone who climbed a tree and hung himself. The local police called it a suicide. The local coroner called it a suicide. But the mayor said, let's turn it over to a deeper investigation. Well, who are we going to believe? I can tell you who's going to believe. Some people are going to believe one way because it fits their cause. And some people are going to believe another way because it fits their cause. And I want you to know that if we are ever going to get better as a country, our cause cannot be media-driven, social media-driven, race-driven, money-driven. It can only be driven by the blood of Jesus Christ that cleanses us from sin. See, that's not a popular message. Why? Because you want it your way. White people want the history books their way. How, how, how many? Okay, let's just see. Because some of y'all never going to come back. See, if I was in this for money, I would have took the offering first. I don't care if you give any money here. You stand before God and give an account for how you did with, your, with his tithe. He said the tithe belongs to him. How many? Boy, y'all. Mm. How many people believe that the history books that we read, how many black people believe that the history books that we read in school, that they're still putting on people in school, are slanted to degrade black people and elevate white people. How many black folk believe that? I'll be scared. I won't let these white folk lynch you in here. How many white people just naturally assume their whole life, that well, it's the history book, got to be what happened? I Don't be scared. See, we can, people, people are going to quit. People are going to be mad at me. There he goes again, pushing it. I'm not pushing any agenda other than Jesus. I, I'm not in here saying that the, that the history books were right or wrong. 
I'm not in here saying that Thomas Edison or his apprentice, none, none of that matters to me as much as Jesus. None of that matters to me as much as that we love each other. None of that matters to me as much as that we find our unity based on our faith and not on our background or our skin color. And if we don't believe the hype coming off the internet, well, I saw the video. Yeah, well, I, I saw E.T. ride a bicycle across the sky. Yeah. I mean, there are people in this world that don't believe the Holocaust happened. There are people in this world that don't believe that we landed on the moon. How do people believe we landed on the moon? And you know that how? Saw it on TV. What did E.T. borrow your bike with a basket on it? Come on, Pastor, you trying to tell me that you don't believe that we landed a man on the moon? I didn't say that. But I'm not going to get wound up by stuff that don't involve me. I'm not going to be driven by stuff that don't involve me. I am not going to let the media fill me with hype to the point where they get what they want. And here's what they want. They want people to hate each other and they want to destroy the cause of Christ. That's what they want. And I'm not with it. And I am not going to get with it. And people are like, well, Pastor, don't you know you're not supposed to talk politics and religion? Why do we have to come to church and hear about this stuff? I didn't come to hear about this stuff in church. You talked about it all week long. You watched every newscast you could see. You Google searched it until your fingers bled. You sit back and say, well, the church needs to address these problems. But as soon as somebody with enough guts to stand up and say the truth, People want to get all stiff and act like he shouldn't be saying that in the church. So, was Alton Sterling a lifelong criminal who was living out of shelter that wasn't going home to his kids anyhow? That, that, that was resisting arrest and lawfully killed because they had a gun in his pocket? Or was he just an innocent black man who was deprived from going home to his children that night because he was trying to sell CDs to provide for his children? Listen, let me tell you something. Let me tell you who Alton Sterling was to everybody in this room a week ago. Nobody. Nobody you knew. I can tell you something I feel strongly about, though. You wouldn't have invited him to your 4th of July picnic. Not if you saw his rap sheet. But... Now that it fits your cause, that's your brother and you shed tears. This is the same dude you would have called a child molesting. Okay, spent time in prison, admitted, was arrested, convicted, and spent time in prison for sex crimes against a minor. You want him at your, at your uh, July 4th picnic? No, you don't. But now because it fits people's agenda, they want to wire you up and make you feel this strong connection to this man you don't know. But that's my brother. Uh, what, on your mother's side? Father's side? Auntie, nephew, sister, niece's side, third cousin removed, twice by divorce? By your relationship to our Heavenly Father? Are we going to believe that Philando Castile was pulled over? For a taillight and just gunned down by a white cop who wanted to kill a black man that day? For driving while black? 
tumbleweed? Or do we want to believe the audio tape of him calling the dispatcher saying that he was being pulled over because he matched the be on the lookout for a picture? It don't matter to me. You don't care about it. These are human beings. They matter to me that they are human beings that needed Jesus. But it's not going to wire me up to where I lose sleep at night. And it's not going to cause me to hate anybody that I love. And it's not going to come between me and the people that name Christ because that's who I'm down with. If you can't say that, then you're not understanding the gospel at all. I have seen Christian pastors, well, supposed Christian pastors in our city of Jacksonville saying openly, don't invite me to no prayer meetings this week. But if you want to go do something, call me. I've seen supposed Christian pastors saying, it's time for us to put our religion on the shelf. And if we have to join together with Muslims and Buddhists to realize that it's not faith under attack but black under attack, then count me out of Christianity and count me into the number. You want out of Christianity so you can go chase white supremacy and white privilege? Then get out. You want out of Christianity because you're angry about social injustice and you want to join a cause that reaches you? Then get out. Christianity is not for white people. Christianity is not for black people. Not independently, it's for anybody who is willing to call on the name of the Lord. But the media wants to define us. They want to categorize us so they can divide us. They want to separate us, and they want you to feel more connected to your stuff, and they want them to feel more connected to their stuff so we never come together because there is power in unity, and if the church ever got unified, we could get something done. People already walking out. Hallelujah. I ain't even got back to the Scripture. Jesus asked, who do you say that I am? Well, see, here's the reality. People want Jesus to be who they want him to be. They want him to fit into their idea of who he is to them. That's why you can go into certain people's houses and you can see a Lord's Supper picture with a blonde-haired, blue-eyed dude sitting in the middle. Let me tell you something. People from the Middle East aren't white. And they don't have blonde hair and blue eyes. Oh, yes, they do. I went to Israel one time, and I saw a a, a white man who said he was Israeli. Yeah, he was probably from Connecticut. (laughs) You can go to other houses, and you can see a picture on the wall of a black man with an afro sitting at a table in the middle of 12 people claiming to be a black Jesus with woolen hair and bronze feet. Well, listen. I believe he had hair like wool, and I believe he was bronze in color. But he didn't come from Africa. He came from Israel. That ain't even on the same continent. Now people are mad. Let me tell you what Paul said in Ephesians 6, 12. Nope, not that scripture. Uh, give Give me Galatians. 
what, what, what am I looking for? Galatians 4, 16. It's there. Scroll down to the bottom of the notes. Give me Galatians 4, 16. Y'all going to make me have somebody. I'm going to need a reader here in about four seconds. I want y'all to hear it. I mean, I want y'all to see it. Galatians 4.16. This is what Paul said to Christians. It's above the chart. Am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? This is what real preachers got to say to the people they preach at. Am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Why? Because if you're being stretched, if you're being groomed, if you're being molded for Christ, which is different, God's ways are different than our ways. So if you're in a church being taught the truth every now and then, you can't say amen, you're going to have to say ouch. Every now and then, as a white person, you're going to have to stand up and open your eyes and say, yes, racism is a horrible sin in America, and it's a, this nation was birthed on the back of slavery, and it was claimed in the name of Jesus. Can any black person agree with that? Help me, Cedric. If you are an African-American... You're going to have to open your eyes and realize that not all white people are racist. Listen to me. Not all white people are racist. Not all black people are thugs. Not all cops want to kill you. And not all black men want to sell drugs to you. Now, you ain't going to get this at a big church. We'd be smaller when I get done. Jesus said, who am I to you? Well, they weren't they were no different than us. They wanted him to fit their need. They wanted him to fit their mold. They wanted him to be in their box. That's why denominations started. Jesus had one church. It was called the way. And they went around and saying, you're part of the way. Because Jesus said, I am the way. So that's what they called everybody. Then they started calling them Christians in Antioch. Uh, you, you, imitators of Christ. It was, it was a derogatory, pejorative term that they used to mock them. We wear as a banner badge of honor today. Then they started seeing, well, I don't think the church should be having instruments in it. Even though the Bible says praise him on the, on the high-sounding cymbal and on the stringed instruments. So what people started a denomination called the Church of Christ. No instruments. How about that? And when you make your profession of faith, they baptize you right there in your clothes if you, ain't got, if you won't put on the rope. Okay, so then you got other people who decided, you know what, I don't like all that loud music and all that screaming and shouting. I just want to sit quietly and, 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 and just take notes in my note taker. I ain't mad at you note taker, folks, but just take notes in my note taker. And don't get all riled up and speak loud to me. Can't we just be dignified? And so Sadiddy folks started denominations like Episcopal. Don't hate. I'm telling you the truth. You be my enemy. You think I'm your enemy if you want to. I'm nobody's enemy but those who are against Christ. I am on the Lord's side. Denominationalism was started and expanded 
by people who, when asked this question, who am I to you? They decided, well, we're going to make you what we want you to be. We're going to make you a quiet, sophisticated God where the preacher don't yell and preaches short sermons. Other group of people want God to be who they want to be. We want to have church all day and get our praise on. Who is Jesus to you? Listen, I don't have the answer about Alton Sterling. Can can I help you this morning? You don't either. I know what I saw. The Bible says only a fool judges a matter before hearing the whole matter. I ain't heard the whole matter. I don't have the answer for Philando Castile. I know his Facebook says he went to the University of Minnesota, and the University of Minnesota admissions records room said there'd never been anyone in that school by that name. I'm supposed to believe Facebook. I'm supposed to believe the admissions of the school. I don't have the answer to who hung the man in Piedmont Park, whether it was a lynching or whether it was a suicide. And let me tell you this, you don't know either. You can know what you think you know. You can know what you saw. You can know what you heard. But I want to tell you something. Everybody in this room has been shaped, twisted, and played like a fool by the media our whole lives, including me. Been shaped by our own desires and our own prejudices. I'm not prejudiced. Some people like sweet tea, some people don't. I don't get y'all non-sweet tea drinking. Say that right now. That's just weird all by itself. I didn't even understand that. I went on a church skiing trip as a teenager. Went up north. They serve sweet tea in no restaurant up there. None. None. Not Cracker Barrel. Y'all ain't got no sweet tea? We have hot tea. Oh, make me holler at you. Some people like strawberry milkshakes. Some people like chocolate milkshakes. You have your own set of desires. And we've all been shaped and groomed by voices in our head and people that wanted us to be like them. Mm. Not me, Pastor. I'm a brilliant, intelligent individual. I examine all the facts and I assess things without any preconceived notion. That is not true of anybody. You got voices in your head, too. You, 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 you were taught. You were raised. Listen, here is my goal. One of my goals in life is to overcome the way I was raised to be more like this book says I should be than what people told me I should be. Don't believe the hype. People have spent more time this week talking about names of people they've never known, being mad, being angry, being upset. More time staring and reading stories than they ever spent in a week reading their Bible. Mm, quiet. More time talking about this than they ever talked about Jesus. 
more time investigating this than they ever investigated Christ. Why? Buying into the hype. You're being played. You're being played by the devil. You're being played by the devil. White people being played by the devil to believe in this white Jesus that fits their cause. Black people being played by the devil to believe in this black Jesus, this Afrocentric Jesus that fits their cause. White people got a Eurocentric Jesus. Black people got an Afrocentric Jesus. Listen, who do you say that he is? Well, you got to go back to the you got to go back to the beginning. The motherland. Thank God I knew you were going to get to Africa. Might be the cradle of civilization. Might be the birthplace of the universe. But Jesus was born in a different continent. Now, he did go to Egypt and live there as a child, though. So keep your mind right. Tell the truth. Tell you like my man Will Smith said in that concussion movie. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Not your version of the truth. We all have a version of the truth. And if you don't make a conscious effort to overcome your raising, if you don't make a conscious effort to overcome your internal prejudices, if you don't make a conscious effort to make room to believe that maybe you don't know every single thing about every single situation, then your mind will be colored and you will be manipulated and played by the media for the rest of your life. Don't believe the hype. Ephesians 6, 12. The Bible tells us we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, comma. Well, I believe every word of the Bible. But there are people fighting against flesh and blood enemies. It's not God's plan. It's not the real design. It's not the purpose of his children to fight against human beings. We, our battle is not with people. Your battle is not with your spouse. Your battle is not with your children. Your battle is not with people of another race. Well, you don't know the life I've lived. You don't know the, the, what I've been through. No, I don't. But you want to hold on to that or you want to hold on to Jesus? Paul lived in an extremely racist society. Jews and Gentiles didn't even walk on the same side of the street. They didn't go in the same building. If, they, if, if, they if a Jew touched a Gentile, he had a whole ceremony. He had to go through to get cleaned up so he could even go back to church. They called Gentiles all kind of names and hated them into the ground. Paul was from the strictest set of those people. But he said, you know what? I count all of my history, all of my raising, all of my pedigree, all of my schooling, all of my race as nothing so that I could hold on to Jesus. And he learned how to embrace people that didn't look like him because he understood because God inspired him to say, we ain't, this ain't even against flesh and blood people. If a person has flesh or blood, you shouldn't be arguing with them. You should not be recognizing them as who your enemy is. Why? Because our battle is against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world. Paul's on the punctuation. Read in context. Understand the structure of sentences. See, see, and I've heard it said, see, our battle is with rulers and powers and authority. That's not what it says. It says that our battle is against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world. Our battle is not with our president. Our battle is not with our Congress. They need prayer. And Jesus like we all need prayer. 
and Jesus. You trying to say they need Jesus? I'm trying to say I need Jesus. This world needs Jesus. This world needs to quit getting being wound up by the media and quit falling back on the, the prejudiced nature, the preconceived ideas. Do you know, listen, do you know when people of different races begin to realize that maybe that person not as bad as I thought they were? When they open their mouth and talk to somebody? When they sit down and get to know somebody? When they actually think and, and have a discussion where they treat the other person like a human being? And then they realize, oh, I saw hundreds of people on a thread, like 572 people on a thread. Ron Paul, caption on it was, bravest man in Washington. White dude came out and was bashing racism, systemic abuse, uh, and, and, and I, 573 people commented on this bravest man in Washington because they were, and, and, and the majority, if not all of them, were black people on the 573 that commented on it. They were, they were like eight, and here's what dozens after dozens that I read said. Maybe I was wrong about him. Maybe you were. Maybe just because you see him one way, that doesn't mean you know his heart. Maybe just because you've heard somebody say something, that, that doesn't mean you know the whole story about them. You realize somebody could take any little excerpt out of something you say in your house, in your car, to somebody you love in church, on, a, on tape of one of my sermons, and paint it any kind of way they want to paint it, and label you any kind of way they want to label you. So we have a choice to make. The Bible says love thinks no evil and believes no evil. You can choose hype. You can choose love. You can choose to choose pride. I know what I know. And I've been there. Or you can choose humility that says I'm going to just stay on my knees and pray and ask for God's help. Jesus said, who am I? That we live in a world just like they did then where people want Jesus to look like them, vote like them, favor their causes, favor their people. The same way when he was there 2,000 years ago. Listen, don't answer out loud. Well, you can answer out loud if you want to. What do I care? Why did Judas betray Jesus? I got no Bible scholars in the room. 30 pieces of silver, greed, money. I don't believe that. I believe what many theologians believe, that because Judas was a part of a religious sect of people before he met Christ called the Zealots, these were warriors. These were angry, militant Jews that wanted, they were tired of being slaves in Rome. They were tired of oppression. They wanted to rise up. They knew the Old Testament said, one day our deliverer is coming and he's going to put our enemies at our feet. And Judas is like, that's who I'm down with. If we're going to get it, let's get it. Judas was ready. Judas joined Jesus because Jesus said he was that guy. 
Judas joined Jesus because Jesus said, I am going to deliver the poor, the oppressed. And Judas like, that's my cause. I'm down with you. And then what did he watch Jesus do month after month? Left Rome in charge. Well, Messiah is supposed to crush Rome and put the Jews back on top. What did Jesus do? Peace. He wasn't going around killing them. He wasn't going around marching against his oppressor. He wasn't going around fighting the Romans. He was going around talking about his father. That didn't match Judas' personality. That did not match Judas' ideology. Judas was a zealot, and he wanted war. And he wanted all those Romans killed for the slavery that they had put the Jewish people through. Well, y'all quiet on me now, but I'm telling you the truth. Read your Bible. Listen to Matthew 26, 14. Then Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve disciples, went to the leading priests and asked, How much will you pay me to betray Jesus to you? And they gave him 30 pieces of silver. From that time on, Judas began looking for an opportunity to betray Jesus. So here we have it. Judas goes to the authorities, offers up Jesus. What you going to give me for it? See, here's what I believe. I don't believe he was after the money. I believe that he wanted to speed up his own agenda. I believe, as many other theologians believe, that he wanted to push Jesus into a corner where they would come after him with swords drawn so Judas would get the fight he had been looking for. You ain't bringing this fast enough, Messiah. You're not delivering us fast enough. We're still slaves and oppressed to these Romans, and you are not doing it on my time frame, and I'm going to just speed you along a little bit. You never heard that about Judas. Read your Bible. Matthew 27, 1. Very early in the morning, the leading priests and elders of the people met again to lay plans for putting Jesus to death. And they bound him, led him away, took him to Pilate, the Roman governor. Well, this ain't going the way Judas thought. They come to get Jesus. Because they told him, you point him out to us, we'll kill him at night. We'll take him, we'll beat him to death, we'll hang him, we'll hang him on a cross. The whole time, Judas is thinking, are they going to make him come out of that peace shell and do his thing? So I'm, I'm, I'm going to speed this thing along. But when it didn't go, the way when they came to get Jesus with swords drawn, and one of his disciples said, let's go, wham, cut off the high priest servant's ear. Jesus said, no, this ain't, this ain't what we do. Now Judas realized. See, I don't believe he wanted Jesus to be killed. I don't believe that he wanted Jesus to, to, to be taken captive. I think he just wanted to push it into a corner to where his agenda would be made manifest. He was a zealot from the beginning. When Judas, who had betrayed him, realized that Jesus had been condemned to die, he was filled with remorse. Why? Didn't he sell him out? Didn't he want it to happen? No, he didn't. But he had a cause and he had an agenda. And he didn't see God rising up to it, so he thought he would make Jesus who he wanted Jesus to be. He didn't want Jesus to be the king of peace. He wanted Jesus to be the one who put his enemies under his feet. He didn't want Jesus to be Lord of everything. He wanted Jesus to be the deliverer of Israel so that they would no longer be in oppression. 
And when he realized how it went down and Jesus had been condemned to die and Jesus did not fight for himself, he was filled with remorse. So he took the 30 pieces of silver back to the leading priests and the elders. It was never the money that he wanted. It was never betraying Jesus that he wanted. But he had a cause and he thought God needed his help. We all got a cause. We all got things that we're, you know, passionate about. But can I tell you, God don't need our help. God does not need our help. What did God say? When, when, when Moses asked God, who shall I say you are? He said, I am what I am. I'm not what you want me to be. I'm not who you say I am. I'm who I say I am. And I want you to know that Jesus is still today who he is. He's not who I try to make him into, and he's not who you try to make him into, and he's not who they try to make him into. He is what this book says he is because these are his words. And he doesn't need us to speed up his plan. He needs us to yield and surrender to his plan. Judas saw, man, this is just jacked up. I thought if I pushed it to this, you know, he'd come out swinging. So he's filled with remorse. He took the money back. Verse 4 said, I sinned. I betrayed an innocent man. And the leader said, what do we care? That's your problem. Do you think that this was revelation to him that after he decided to betray him, after he sold him out, do you think that it was only after that they took him and incarcerated him that he realized that Jesus was an innocent man? He knew Jesus was an innocent man. He, he didn't give up Jesus because he thought he was guilty. He, he, There's not no revelation to him. He's not coming to new information. His plan just didn't work out the way he wanted it to. And now he realizes it's still not going my way. And I've turned in this man that I believe in, that I've been with for the last 19 months, approximately. They said, that's your problem. Then Judas threw the coins down in the temple and went out and hanged himself. That sound like somebody who was glad over what he did? That sound like somebody who got what he wanted? He wanted 30 pieces of silver? He had it? He went through a party? No. He wanted Jesus to be who he wanted Jesus to be, and he wanted Jesus to fight for the cause that he wanted fought for, and he wanted it now. And when he didn't get it, he was filled with remorse because he realized that he had become part of the plan of the enemy. And he went out and killed himself. We don't need to speed God on his way. We don't need to push, 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 and push to get God to move. Judas tried that. And it didn't work for him and it won't work for us. Yes, the church needs to be involved in social justice. Yes, we need to be concerned about abuse. Yes, we need to be concerned about pain and pathos. We need to be concerned about injustice and the consistent unfair treatment of the African-American people in America. But the church's primary mission is to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and tell them red, yellow, black, or white, God wants to save you. All right, now... You wasn't mad enough. I told you I'm going to tell you the truth today. 
I hear this every day. And on TV, in newspaper reports, on the internet and social media. They're hunting us down one by one. They were standing on, in Jacksonville with signs. Black people were standing with signs, please stop killing us. I hear that the black man is under attack in America, and every day another black man gets killed. I read on social media, why don't they kill white people like they kill us? Anybody ever heard anything close to that? Y'all don't want to admit it. All right. Did, did you get that whole chart on there, Keon? Let's, all right. This, put it down, put it down. This is not from Scott Becker's theory. This is not from some left-leaning liberal post. This is not from some right-wing wing conservative post. This is from the Washington Post Fatal Force Project that this year won the Pulitzer Prize, which is the highest award in journalism. It's the most prestigious award in journalism because they tell the truth. Washington Post Fatal Force Project. The FBI has admitted their statistics are better than the government. They track every human being in America killed by a cop. Every single one. And they've been doing it for years. Let's look at it. 2015, 990 people were killed by police. 948 of them were men. 42 of them were women. Women, y'all pretty safe. 494 were white. 258 were black. If I would ask in this room, who thinks the cop killed more white people than black people? What would your answer have been? These are the facts. 494 white people. 50% of everybody that the police kills is a white person. 26% of everybody that the police kills is a black person. I don't hear no white people screaming, they're killing us. Please stop killing us. 172. Well, Hispanics, y'all got it pretty easy. Don't try them, though, because they got guns, and they will kill you. 38 other. I hear the Internet, the media, the movements telling me that it's young black men are being killed more than anybody else. Okay, well, let's look at it. 2015. People, and this is the most recent full year of statistics we have to look at. Under 18, only 18, people, 18 human beings were killed by a police officer under 18 years old in America. 18 to 29, 330. So people under 30, red, yellow, black, and white, 348. Men between, or people between 30 and 44, there, there were more of them killed than everybody 29 and under put together. So is it the... Young black man who's under assault in America. I'm not saying that they're not racially disproportionate number of them being killed because there are. Okay? Now, this shows that twice as many, roughly twice as many, 50% to 26% white people. See, y'all mad at me now for telling you the truth. 50% to 26% white people are being shot by cops in America. So that tells me that twice as many white people are being killed by cops. Well, it's still not fair because white people are 63% of the population and black people are 12.9% of the population. So if it had to be fair, they'd have to kill five times as many white people for every black person they killed. For it to be fair. Black people, black people a black man is two and a half times more likely to be killed by a cop than a white man. Y'all don't want this information. 
45 and over? 277. I, I like my chances better at, at 45 and over than I like it at 30 to 44. Let's look at the first six and a half months of 2016. Already 512 people have been killed in America by police. 487 are men, 25 of them are women. They have a place to kill 50 women. That's, that's eight more than they killed last year. Mind your business. 512 people killed by police in America. Somebody that can read with comprehension. Tell me what that number says. That black, how many black people killed in America? 123 out of 512. Why are they killing us? Please stop killing us. The black man is under assault. Listen, anybody can be shot by a cop. Stop believing the hype. 238 already this year. Numbers are up already this year. Hispanics, they already killed as many Hispanics this year as they killed last year almost. But still, the media wants to tell us it's, it's, it's the young African-American man that's at most risk. Well, if you add everybody up from 29 and under, that's 174 people been shot by a cop. 205 people, 30 to 44, been shot by a cop. Not just shot, but shot and killed. And I'm not against police, but I am for the truth. Because the Bible said the truth will set you free. You keep holding on and saying, I don't believe them numbers. He played with them. Go to the Pulitzer Prize winning Fatal Force Project from the Washington Post. And you will find out that this information is lock solid and is reliable. So don't believe the hype. Don't just believe everything the internet tells you. Don't believe everything that fits your cause. Don't believe everything that fits your experience. Well, I know what I know, and I've seen people this, this, and this. Don't just think that your experience defines the whole world or even the whole nation. Don't believe the hype. Okay, well, let me, let me ask this, and I'll be done. I'm going to let y'all go because y'all sick and tired already. If twice as many white people are being killed by cops in America, why aren't white people standing on the side of the road saying they're killing us? Why aren't white people saying that it's the systematic destruction of the white man that the cops are trying to kill? Why? I'll tell you why. Because white folks don't care. White people are laughing. They don't care. They do not care. I've never read a paper about a white, white man killed, 26-year-old white man killed on the north side of Jacksonville, drug deal gone bad. I have never fell to my knees and said, oh, God, another one of us been slain. I don't feel no affinity, no drug deal on the north side. Ain't none of me. Ain't none of my people. My people's last name are Becker and people who claim the name of Christ. Everybody else on the outside. Ain't none of my people drug deal on the north side of Jacksonville. I'm losing, hey, they ain't, ain't coming to my picnic. If these numbers are true, and they are, take that down. You can find that online. It's the most reliable statistics you will find. That number changed this morning from 509 to 512, by the way, uh, just in the time I was printing out the uh, PowerPoint notes. In the 15 minutes I was putting that up, it went from 509 to 512. I bet it's higher now. But it's still twice as many white people being killed. Why? Because it's 5 to 1. It's 63% to 12.9%. So it's still unfair. Black people are still dispar just disproportionately murdered in this country by police. 
Listen, I'm not here to preach against cops. I'm here to try to open people's eyes to understand that everything you hear on TV and everything you read in the paper and the Internet is not always the truth. And we got to choose the truth. And we can't let the numbers continue to manipulate us. And we can't let the society continue to manipulate us because their only plan is to divide and destroy us. Twice as many white people being shot by cops. Nobody said, I read stuff on social media. When am I going to see a white person killed by a police? Like it never happens. It happens every day. There's been less than 200 days in this year already. More than 200 white people been killed by police. 123 black people. Why aren't there marches? Why aren't there rallies? Because that's not what winds white people up. You want to know white people sitting around to complain about? Racist white people? I'm going to tell you. I figured it'd be one more one chance where you quit. <laughs> they sit around and complain about them lazy black people eating up all the welfare in this country and the tax dollars. Let me help you. There's more white people on welfare in this country than there are black people. You want to wind white people up? All them unemployed black people that won't get a job. Let me help you. There's more unemployed white people in this country than there are black people. There's more white people in prison than there are black people. There's more white people committing crimes than there are black people. So I'm equal opportunity truth teller. I'm leaving Hispanics alone. Y'all got that dude, you know, everybody, hey, I think they're getting a pass, man. Philando's girlfriend videotaped that thing said it was an Asian dude. The media said it was a white dude. He says he's a Mexican. Don't believe the hype. And stop getting wound up on your cause. White people don't care if they, white people by and large, right, listen, I've been white my whole life. See, and I hear what they say when there are no black people in the room. But they don't know the majority of people closest to me in the world are, are black people. So they talk freely in front of me. And I listen. But see, I also been involved with hundreds of African-American pastors for the last 30 years. And you know what they tell me? Scott, you ain't all the way white. You're like a reverse Oreo. You don't eat too many neck bones. You, you, you're too down to be white. You know what that means? They can't see me as white and good. So I can't be all the way white because they like me. My oldest son, one of his best friends, African-American teenager, told him, Jake, you get a pass. Because you you down with us and you athlete. You say the N-word anytime you want to. You with us. I said, boy, you better not. Well, take that pass. Saw a white girl on Facebook. Had a shirt with the N-word on it. Arrow pointed. I'm with my N-word. To her black boyfriend. And the, ha- the comment was, do we give her a pass 
Because she's laying with one of us? Yeah. Better not take it, though. What am I saying? Don't believe the hype. Don't let society manipulate you based on anything other than Christ. The Bible says to set your eyes on Jesus from the beginning to the end. Set your eyes on Jesus. See, the devil knows everybody's hot button. He knows what will wind up every human being and every race of people. So he's got white people sitting around complaining about a whole set of problems. Got black people sitting around complaining about a different set of problems. The stuff white people are complaining about ain't all the way true. Because I already told you, there's more white people on food stamps and welfare than there will ever be black people. Nobody wants to hear me. Only 123, only, not as if that doesn't count, but when it's compared to 240-something, the numbers are not being reported accurately. But they were holding signs on the side of the road that said, we're being killed. Well, if you look at the statistics, 50% of everybody's being killed by a cop in this country is white. What am I saying? The devil knows how to wind you up. He knows how to get you passionate about your cause. See, and some of you will be mad at me. I'm just tired of him on this. This ain't what church is supposed to be about. But the same people will say, that's what's wrong with the world. Preachers won't preach about injustice. So here's the challenge. Will you choose hate or will you choose love? That was, that was cool right there. <laughs> will you choose hate or will you choose love? Will you let even the truth separate you from someone that you're supposed to love? Who are we supposed to love? Everybody? Don't judge something without all the facts. And be humble enough to know that we don't have all the facts. Yeah, it's horrible. That five names, you can name five names off the top of your head right now. If I ask people in the room, you know who Trayvon Martin is? Anybody know who Trayvon Martin is? Eric Gardner? Michael Brown? Know these names? Alton Shepard? You know these names? Okay, name me one of the cops in Dallas that got killed. We don't know. And nobody cares. Name me the name of the four-year-old boy who got shot this weekend in Chicago on his porch. Black child. Died in his mother's arms. What's his name? We don't care. Why? Because that don't wind us up. That don't make us hate. That don't divide us. Can't put that on a sign. The media can't rally that and turn it into division and separation because it's not really America that they want divided. The goal is the church inside America that they want divided. No, Pastor, you're just ignorant and white and you don't understand it's black that's under attack. Let me tell you something. That's not news. Okay? If you're black, you've been black all your life. You ought to know that. But you need to look at the deeper cause. You need to look at the deeper issue. 
What is your cause? What is your biggest cause? Is it these things that wind up the nation? Or is it Jesus Christ and Him crucified? Paul said, if I'm going to brag on anything, if I'm going to concentrate on anything, if I'm going to live my life for anything, it's going to be Jesus and Him crucified. That's the whole thing. So you can choose love, you can choose hate. I said, the title of the message is, who is God to you? Is he black God? Is he white God? Is he God for your cause? Is he God for their cause? No, he is who he is. See, I like that he doesn't look like me. I'm glad that he's not my color. Because I see him as so much higher than I could ever be. He don't have to look like me for me to love him. I hear preachers saying, a lot of white folk going to be shocked when they get to heaven and find out Jesus is black. I don't care if he's purple. All I know is he loved me when I needed loving, and he saved me from myself. And that's what matters to me. I'll be 53 years old in a couple of weeks. Things are worse now than I've ever seen them. America tried to do better. Now it's going backward faster than they can. We're having setbacks that are going to take decades to recover from. And if you believe the way the media is reporting it, we'll never recover from it. We can't hate police officers. Don't teach your children to hate police officers. Teach them to be respectful and do what they're told. I called one of my best friends this week when I saw that video. If you're on my Facebook, you saw him. This dude is a real gangster. Owns the largest pimp my ride shop in Atlanta. I've known him for a long time. 340 pounds. Friends with Shaq, Dominique. Does all the athletes' cars. Carries a gun everywhere he goes. Just trips my kids out because he's so huge and he carry, he's got a, I mean, just gun everywhere he goes, long shorts and a gun on him everywhere he goes. And I called him and I said, True, I got, I said, I'm in the dentist's office right now with my kids, but I just need to know if the police come to your shop today and tell you get on the ground with that gun in your pocket, are you going to make them tase and tack, tackle you to the ground? And he said, Pastor, I ain't ignorant. Them fools got guns. I do what they say do. And then I talk about them when they leave. <laughs> Still alive. I don't have the answers to fix America outside of Jesus. But I do know the media wants to destroy us. I know it's not easy pastoring a multiracial church, and I know I need your help. You can criticize me for this message if you want to. I told you the truth. I don't want us to be divided based on the hype of the media. 
You leave believing what you want to believe. Go ahead. You want to leave and believe that no white person being killed by a cop and it's just black under attack. Just believe what you want to believe. You want to keep believing that, you know, uh, that black people are on welfare and white people aren't. You just be blind to the facts. But I hope that while you're being blind or while you're being fully awake, that you will love everybody. Not just talk about it. Well, I got to be with my, mine. Figure out who yours is. If you can answer the question, who is Jesus to you? Then you will know anybody who claims the same Jesus you claim is yours. The Bible says that the racial disparity was so great between the Jew and the Gentile that they stayed divided. But it tells us in the book of Ephesians that God tore down the middle wall of separation that was between us and he made of himself out of two nations, one new man. He took the Jew and the Gentile and he formed one church. And the world's been trying to tear it apart ever since. Does he have to be on your cause? That's what Judas needed. Judas needed a militant cause fighting Jesus. Please don't make him be on your cause. And please pray for our country. Please pray for our police. Pray for the social injustice that African Americans face today and have faced every day in the history of this country's existence. Please pray and believe that every white person is not a racist and every black person is not a criminal. If we can't believe that in the church, all is lost. And I want to tell you this. Red, yellow, black, and white. You are precious in his sight. And he loves us in spite of us. And I want you to love me in spite of me, no matter what you think about this message. I want you to realize I'm a human being. I'm just trying to do my best. And we need to love each other. Because Jesus said the most important thing in the world is to love God and to love people. And God said if you can't love people that you see, you surely can't love a God that you don't see. Let go of your prejudice, let go of your pride, and embrace Christ. He is who this book says he is. And this book focuses on skin color, none. But focuses on the inside all the time. God said people look on the outside I look on the inside every one of us have flesh and we have blood and you're not my enemy let's pray God thank you for this time thank you God for allowing me to get through with this difficult message God I pray that you'd let us choose love over hate let us choose unity over division God I pray for our nation Lord, that you would help us not to fight and hate each other, but that you would let us come together under the cause of Christ from all backgrounds and all races, and that we would choose you above our own cause, above our own prejudice, above our own race, above our education, above our money. God, your way is better than our way, so I ask you to teach us your way. Fill us with your spirit, God. Infuse us with faith to believe that you are Lord of all people.
that there is one church, one faith, one God, and one baptism. You are our God, and we are your people, and we love you. Thank you for providing hope for those who choose hope. Thank you for allowing love for those who choose love. And forgive those, God, who go the other way. God, I believe you're a God of justice, and you will have justice served. And you said revenge belongs to you. It's your world, God. Do what you want to do with it. But help me to love you and help me to love people as long as I'm here. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We truly appreciate the opportunity to pour into your lives each week. For more information or to donate to Abundant Life's ministry, please check out our website at www.alcfnow.org.